0: Back to Kicks and Picks, the Soccer Betting Podcast. We are so excited to have you back. It is the start of Serie A in Italy this week. We just came off the first week of Europe. The gang is all back in town. You got Nick here with Coach Steve and Scotty. We are going to hit you with our studs and duds. We got a key game to preview in England, and we have uh, special guest picks to go along with our locks of the week. Boys, we started uh, – we started hot. We're one and zero on the pod lock of the week. We're going to make that two and zero this week. How are we feeling?
1: The royal we it started hot. Maybe um, don't know about the the general we, but hey, the, you you can't win them all. Uh, we're back for another round. We got a full slate this weekend, so plenty of opportunity to make money.
2: Yeah, doing well. I'm excited for Setiadi to be back uh, since that's the league I mostly watch. But I did pretty well in the Bundesliga last week. I was texting Nick during those matches. Uh, MLS not so kind last weekend, but. European football was good to me, so I'll take that.
0: Hell yeah, man. We were, I think, uh, you know, the locks uh, were hit or miss, but I, I know that all the bets that we were making throughout the week were back and forth on the group chat. I think we cleaned up, so I'm, I'm feeling really frigging good coming into this week. So let's kick this right off, man. Um, we, we do want to give our quick studs and duds from Europe week one. Um, so, Scotty, kick us off, man.
1: Yeah, I think my stud is – just going to be the entire city of London. Uh, I think every team in London had a good week except for Crystal Palace, but they played Arsenal who are also in London. So you can't win them all. Um, But Arsenal, Tottenham, Chelsea, they took care of business to kick off their season. I think their combined score was seven to one. Um, So a a pretty good showing by them throwing Fulham also a London club uh, did a pretty good job pulling out a a draw against Liverpool two to two in their home opener. So credit to them. Uh, They're going to get the city of London. You get my, my stud of the week.
0: I like it. Coach, what do you think?
2: I'm going Bayern Munich. Um, you know, not a surprise that they won, but no Lewandowski, no problem. Six goals from five different players, including uh, new signing Sadio Mane uh, against last season's Europa League winners Eintracht Frankfurt. So it's not like they're playing a bottom club. They're playing a, a decent club. Just absolutely hammered them. No, no yes. missing Lewandowski. And we didn't even
0: coordinate this. So they actually – uh, Frankfurt was going to be my dud of the week, so I'll just lay it out there <laughs> right now. I think we're on the same page. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, like we said, 5 nothing within 45 minutes, five different goal scorers. I mean, that's just, you know, deserve stud, deserve dud. So we'll just leave that there. Scotty, what do you got for dud?
1: Uh, Dude, I really wanted to pick somebody else. I tried to find a dud in every corner of the Premier League's opening week. I think I'd be lying if I said there was another opportunity or another choice besides Manchester United. I mean, they are absolutely back to where they were mid-season form in the worst possible way, Um, not exactly getting that fresh start they're hoping for under Eric Tenhog. I actually saw a headline by The Telegraph, uh, not exactly a a reactionary uh, paper uh, among the ones in England. Headline was Manchester United Board have failed Eric Tenhog, which is a tough headline to have in the first week of the season. But frankly, I don't know that it's incorrect. I think it's a pretty fair statement. Um, you know, Gary Neville and Roy Keane, former Manchester United players turned pundits of already blasting and bashing the Glazers. So you can look forward to a full season of that, Um, you know, already a red hot dumpster fire in in Manchester. And uh, you know, it's, it would be incorrect for me to give this dud to anybody else, but them coming out of week one.
0: So I'll I'll flip flop with what I did with coach Steve. My stud of the week was actually Pascal gross who scored two goals in 10 minutes um, to, to ruin that debut for United. So, um you know this guy's not even really a known goal scorer i don't think he has 20 goals in his five years in the premier league so he's got this season share of goals already um and you know as united haters we appreciate it start of the week
2: i have to say scotty talked me off the live bet in the group chat when uh (laughs) they were up one nothing in that match i said you know Here they are, Brighton, still like plus 150 or something. This guy's like, they've never won at United. I'm like, all right, I guess I'll put the bet in. But that that game screamed Ronaldo bailout special. Yes, it did. I
0: I had both teams to score, so I'll take it.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and uh, my dud, I'm going to Italy. Not Setiai, it was actually a Coppa Italia match. It was Hellas Verona, a team that I think they finished eighth or ninth in the league last year. They're like the the highest of the non-big teams in Italy last year. Hammered 4-1 in the Coppa Italia. Round of 64 by... Uh, my paisans from body, uh, just up from Serie Chi to Serie B and uh third what an passion. Yeah, third division just made it up to the second division, and they went and scored four goals in Verona. Absolute disaster at the Pentagon for Hellas, who I don't know. They It'll lost Igor year. Tudor, the manager. They've sold a few key players, and uh, they'll be appearing a little bit later in my my blocks of the week for the wrong reasons. No
0: doubt know. about that. So uh, one thing we did on last episode I want to quickly do, uh, we did our studs and duds prediction for the EPL. With City coming back, let's just do a quick, who do we think is going to be stud and dud of the year uh, for those for that league?
1: Yeah, so for me, it's my stud and dud are kind of paired together. Um, Two forwards coming in from the Premier League, uh, one making his return, one making his debut. Uh, My stud is showing my bias. Divock Origi. I said it when it happened, when the, the transfer happened, the free transfer happened, that I think Origi's going to score 20 plus goals yeah. for Milan. I stand by that. I think he's going to be a, a, a big threat in the, in the Serie A this year. You know, he's he's not, he's still in his physical prime, right? He's not old. He's not trying to, you know, cash in for one last contract. He's very much going to be fighting for a place in, in the World Cup squad for, for Belgium. Um, he's got pace. He's got the ability to finish. He can shoot from Distance, he can head the ball. He's got every tool that you could want in a, a true goal scorer. So I see him having a similar impact that Tammy Abraham had last year, coming into a, a squad that's already firing pretty well. He's got you know plenty of creative uh, uh, players around him that, to help kind of supply him with the, the the chances that he'll need. So I think he's going to get my stud for the for the season for for A, my dud. The other guy coming in from, or returning, I should say, to to Serie A, Romelu Lukaku. It's an easy pick. Uh, I know he had a lot of success at Inter in his last stint, but I think things are a little bit different right now. He's a little bit further up in age. Um, I don't know that he's going to have as as easy as a time scoring goals uh, in in the league this year. Um, I also think that he has every possibility of getting off to a slow start and then having that pressure kind of mount. And we've talked about it before, but Lukaku's not exactly a guy that's got the um, the emotional maturity that you would want from a player that, you know, can weather a, a storm, uh, so to speak. So um, it's, if he comes out slow, you know, enter in the Scudetto chase, obviously, I don't know that he's gonna have a long leash. Um, he, I don't know that he was exactly in Ngazi's plans, but the opportunity popped up. So I, I don't know that there's, there's going to be a whole lot of uh, opportunity for him if he, if he doesn't get off to a quick
0: start. All right. I get down, man. I subscribe. I, I think uh, Coach and I both agreed with you on that Origi pick, right? Uh, we we were pretty high on him in the preview, so I'm with you, Coach. What are you thinking?
2: I I, I will say I, I'm not going to go deep into, it, but I disagree agree on Lukaku. I think he will have an impact at Inter. I I think he he does. So but, my um, thing
0: is like I don't. kind of hit Like I don't know that he's the guy that Inter fans think he is. Like yes, he's, he's not an
2: out and out striker. He pairs well off of Lukaku.
0: You know what I mean? So I'm kind of with you there. He almost needs to be, if they're going to win the league, it's going to be because of Lukaku. It's yeah. not because of Martinez.
2: Yeah. So my stud, I'm, um, you know, it's hard to pick a stud and a dud from the preseason for the entire league, but I'm going with kind of a, a breakout player as my stud. And it's kind of a return uh, breakout Nicolo Zagnolo, more than a year out from his ACE second ACL injury looked slimmed down a bit in the preseason. He seems to have his pace back. He was beating players off the dribble in Roma's last friendly looked very explosive. Um, For what it's worth, he was rated the highest player on the pitch that day, um, you know, in a preseason match against Shakhtar. Links to Juve and Spurs this summer, but Roma decided to keep him around. He's going to need to perform, though, to keep his starting place. They now have a stable full of attackers with Dybala. Belotti is supposed to be arriving this week if uh, the Shimordov deal goes to to Bologna. Uh, You you still have Tammy there. You have Pellegrini, who usually plays in the hole. So there's going to be a lot of competition. He's not going to be an automatic start like he was last season because of lack of depth. Uh, being healthy should propel him to the next level, working with Mourinho and having that healthy competition. I'm looking at 10-plus goals, 5-plus assists and out for him this season. Other, and then, so, yeah, go ahead.
0: Uh, I mean, I was going to jump in just because I'm on the same team. Uh, I've said it now for three episodes straight. My, my guy is Tammy Abraham. It's, it's Coach Steve's boy. It's Tammy time. Um, but you know, listen, I, I said it in our Serie preview, I'm putting my future on him as a top goal scorer. I locked him in plus 1500. I think he's going to thrive with all those players. Coach Steve just mentioned, right? It's, it's just an abundance of creative players supporting him. He had 20 plus in his first year. I think he can improve on that. And I think a little bit of the, I'm calling it puck luck because I don't even know what we call it in soccer, but that's what we call it in hockey. Right. I think that helps him, right. He felt, he felt, Felt to me like you hit a post every other game right Eight, quite nine, a few 10 yeah. posts um so you know converting one or two of them could be the difference and, and I think that's what gets into that top score
2: yeah and on the flip side my dud I'm going with uh one of Juve's big signings Bremer. uh he played in three-man backline with Torino <laughs> under Ivan Juric who's kind of uh, been a defensive maestro the past couple seasons in his spells at Hellas and Torino Look very poor in Juve's last preseason match against Atletico. Allegri's system is much more about discipline with the back four and positioning. Uh, we saw Delik's comments after he left Juve and his complaints about the system there. So I'm not saying he'll be a complete bust, but he could be a dud based on expectations and the fact that Juve has that much cover behind him of Munucci. I'm curious to see who picks up the leadership back there without Chiellini around, uh, even in his limited time. So it'll be interesting to see how Bremer adjusts. Yeah, I mean, early reports are, are
1: calling him the Harry Maguire of Juve. So that is a, a tough way to start uh, a season at, at a new club. You don't want to be compared to that guy right now.
0: Certainly worthy of debt of the season. So we'll keep a real close eye on that. And uh, my guy's actually going to be Chucky Lozano from Napoli. Um, you know, to me, he just hasn't shown anything since he's been there. And I think with the departures of Insigne and Mertens, it's uh, now or never. It's a make or break year for him. Like I said, I've yet to see it, so I'm betting on never. He's going to be my dud of the season, and I doubt we'll see him in blue after this year. Harsh but fair. Prove me wrong. All right, so with that, let's just get into the game of the weekend. It's going to take place in the Premier League. It is the two heavyweights, title hopefuls, Tottenham at Chelsea. Scotty, kick us off, man. What, What should we be looking for in this game?
1: Yeah. I mean, we got two teams coming in. I think Tottenham's probably going to have a little bit more confidence about them. It, they had a pretty easy four one victory over Southampton to start the season firing on all cylinders. Um, I think that's probably about as easy of a win that we saw in the premier league in the opening week. So they've got to have a lot of confidence about them, uh, about the way that Conte is, is shaping them up. And obviously with a lot of the, the new faces that they've signed over the summer already seem to fit in pretty well. Uh, you know, you got to think that they're going to have maybe a little bit of a leg up, whereas Chelsea coming in, although they got all three points in their opening match, uh, they did it kind of unconvincingly against Everton. Uh, They needed a Jorginho PK to to score the lone goal in the match. And, you know, again, we talked about this Everton team didn't perform well last year. They didn't really do a whole lot to strengthen the squad. So there's not a lot of high expectations for them. Um, So Chelsea kind of not really having a, a strong showing in the beginning kind of raises some, some concern, I think, amongst uh, the people that are, that are going to be rooting for them.
0: So this one, Scotty, it's going to be a battle of that three, four, three, both of these guys. Favorite. The field. Uh, I don't like yeah. anything with fours and threes in it. Um, so, so both of these managers love to stack the midfield. There's wingers, the, the defense is getting in there. Are they defenders? Are they wingers? Um, coach, what do you make of this tactical matchup here? You think um, who's got the edge?
2: I mean, whenever it comes to tactics, I tend to lean Conte's way. He seems to be the one that can just kind of outmanage other managers. We saw it at Inter plenty in his time there when he was at Juve. He did it Um, like like you guys said, Chelsea's attack didn't look that strong the other day. Right. They had to win on a penalty kick uh, against an Everton side that we know is not that great. Right. And um, there was a lot of stoppage time in both halves in that match to get the penalty kick uh, in the first half. I remember looking at the, the, the box score and saying like uh 45 plus six, like what the hell's going Man. on? I texted you guys like I wasn't watching the match. So um, when it comes to def- defensive shape, I mean, Conte is usually a pretty good at keeping the shape, right. And, and managing a match like that. So I would give, I would tip them, especially with Chelsea struggling to find goals. So
0: yeah. let's say that uh, Conte is definitely a better manager. I mean, I think that's fair to say tactically, right. And he, he does definitely set up the defense, but in terms of personnel, scott wouldn't you give the edge to chelsea there
1: yeah i mean Tottenham definitely have the strength and attack right now i mean they have a, a wealth of options with harry kane and, and son being mainstays in the lineup Kulosevsky obviously being you know cementing yep. his place as worthy and then you know Man, word, gonna... let
0: me raise my hand as being dead fucking wrong about that <laughs> yeah. guy
1: because yeah. what a move and, and even benton who came in from midfield i know you guys are pretty low on him when he made that transition he's been doing pretty well although i think the bar was pretty low with what the midfield options were for at tottenham but i think you know when you're looking at that attack you have to give the the clear edge to to tottenham in that vein chelsea have a lot of question marks um you know lukaku obviously gone now after inter werner is going back to leipzig so they don't really have that true nine in in the their forward lineup um, going through midfield again we talked about it last week but i think chelsea's midfield depth is about as strong as anyone's Um, they're obviously getting up there in experience and age but you know when you're looking at Conte or Jorginho or Kovacic uh, that is as as solid a three to pick from when you're building out the uh, two midfielders in that 3-4-3 setup Uh, and then we go to defense I know we like Conte's setup a bit more personnel I'm not super sold on Tottenham's back line Um, I think there's that's probably their weakness if they have one uh, Chelsea, on their hand, we know we brought in Kulibaly. That's definitely seemed to pay up dividends. Um, Everton did have a little bit going forward. Never really had a chance, though. It seemed like uh, Chelsea was able to kind of clean up anything that got through the midfield. And then when you're talking about the, the wing backs, obviously, Reese James is probably one of the best in the league. Ben definitely. Chilwell and and uh, Coach's new favorite signing of the summer, Cucurello coming in, providing more options oh, off man. the bench for 53 million pounds. Uh, I think you got to give them a little bit of nod in, in, that, in that area of the game.
2: Yeah, one thing I'll just say about the striker position for Chelsea. Last summer, Tammy Abraham wasn't good enough for Tuchel. Lukaku wasn't good enough for Tuchel. Now Timo Werner's not good enough for Tuchel. And these are guys that have performed elsewhere very well. I mean, is Tuchel just not a good manager of how he deploys his strikers?
0: Uh, so your friend Nick over here would say that that has to do with playing three up front. It's just not... <laughs> friendly to a striker that's i mean that's i'll die on that hill but huh. I, I agree with you coach i think you're 100 right i mean the proof is in the pudding there right there's there's something there that we're not seeing it, it can't be player after player after player and and where are the goals coming from in this team i mean where are they getting them
2: and it'll be interesting to see if verner at red bull now again and lukaku back at inter perform again uh, is it is it the environment that strikers aren't you know being valued enough i don't know if deployed the right way but be, it'll be an interesting case study this season.
1: Yeah, and I mean even someone that's still on the team Kai Havertz, you know, he looked really good, you know, in the in their Champions League campaign where they End they, of last they won year, it. Yeah. But You know, didn't do too much uh, in the season last year. I I think in his last 20 Premier League games, he's got something like five goals, three assists. And of that, three goals and one assist came in a a two-match swing uh, over the course of five days against, uh, I want to say, Burnley and Norwich. So not exactly, you know, the top-tier competition. So there is something to be said there, you know, him playing with an out-and-out, you know, true striker or, or center forward. Hasn't really paid dividends. Uh, We saw Sterling playing as a bit of a false nine against Everton, which I think left a lot to be desired. Uh, He didn't really seem like he was going to be threatening the goal much. And we've talked about his struggles with finishing. So Chelsea have some question marks there. I mean, they've been in the transfer market quite a bit already. Uh, They may have to find somebody else because I think the the options they have right now are are probably not sufficient to bring them to the level that they want to be, especially with the way that Tottenham and Arsenal have been playing.
0: So let's go over to Tottenham real quick. Do we see the $60 million man? Does Richarlison feature in this game? Uh, he did not feature last game. That was due to suspension. So not due to um, feelings or anything like that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think it's a good question. I mean, when they signed him, I think we talked about it when our one of our episodes, the transfer market specials, it, it didn't really make sense because Tottenham aren't exactly known for spending 60 million pounds on a player. Right. I think they're trying to the, to snag one of uh, coaches, players, uh, Zaniolo, for a loan and potential obligation to buy for 20 million pounds. Uh, that's just kind of how they do business. They like to lowball. So having them spend 60 million on a player, that's probably going to have to come off the bench for most of the season unless there's injury it's kind of a, a head scratcher. Um, I think we will see him. It'll probably be like a 30 minute sub appearance. You know, I don't foresee um, Conte dropping Kane's son or Kulisevsky in the form that they're in right now. So um, you know, he's going to have to make his, his impact in small bursts. And I think that's a, an eyebrow raiser. Cause anybody that knows what Charleston's character knows that if he's not playing, he's going to be pretty unhappy.
0: No doubt.
2: Yeah. You it's can't, it. you can't bench any of those three. There's no way which is another reason why the Zagnola links don't even really make that much sense, because where do you play him? If you're already not benching these players for Richarlison or for Charleston slots in for cool, at some point Where's Zanyola yep. play. So th- those, those rumors don't make sense. So do. do, they do
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. Got to sell papers first. So uh, actually I, I do have a bet from this game as one of my locks of the week. So I will save that, but let me take you guys through the odds and I would love to get your opinion on what you think is going to happen here. So, Uh, Chelsea is the favorite they are plus 125 on the money line Tottenham plus 220 and a draw plus 235 that draw no bet can be had two way money line Tottenham plus 130 Chelsea minus 170 total of two and a half goals uh, over under split there minus 110 and both teams to score yes is minus 155 no is plus 120 what do you guys make of these numbers here
2: I mean, I think it's a clear home road split in terms of why Chelsea's getting such a big, uh, you know, favorite draw here in terms of the numbers. But I, all the values on on Spurs, you go draw no bet at plus one thirty all day. A, a team coming off a four one win, I don't see how how you go wrong there and you take your chances. Yeah, I'll play devil's advocate. I think we're all probably in agreement, if we're being
1: honest, that we like Tottenham a lot here, and especially the value that you're getting. I'll argue for Chelsea's sake that. I don't think you can assess what you're going to expect from Chelsea in this match based off of what you saw last week. Cause I think there's going to be a lot of tinkering that Tuchel does. Right. Um, I'm guessing that you're not going to see the same forward three uh, that we saw against Everton. So you'll likely see uh, Mason Mao, Raheem Sterling or Havertz, you know, back to the bench. I'd like to see if Ziyech comes on. And I think Ziyech is probably one of their best forwards in the most of, of last season. So, you know, he, he gives you a lot of, of pace and, and a, a strong left foot on that right side of the, the uh, pitch um, and then maybe even you see a more attacking-minded midfielder and Kovacic coming on in place of either Jorginho or Conte. So I, I think there's going to be some adjustments made by Tuchel here. So, uh, you know, making your your assumptions based off of the same 11 that you saw against Everton might be at your own peril. So
0: I'm looking up the goal scorer props right now at the time of this recording, guys, Harry Kane has the shortest odds he is plus 200 to score wow that's fucking unheard of for a player like that in a game like this um i, I shit place your bets right now i, I mean that
2: can't hurt yeah. mm-hmm.
0: you're never gonna see kane plus at 200 ever 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 no. the rest of the year so let's just let get that out of the way um you go you got sterling plus 250 a lot of the other guys for chelsea so havertz mount pulisic or hovering around plus 300. Um, Zayek Scott mentioned, plus 320. Kuluzewski plus 350. Jorginho, who takes penalty kicks, is plus 450. Um, Ton of value to be had here. So definitely, if you like anybody in this game, now is the time to plop down a bet because these numbers are insane.
1: Or you could look at that and say, maybe the books know something and you take the under, right? You know, If we're getting those odds for those guys, yeah. It kind of has to lead you to believe that the books think that there's not going to be a lot of goals scored here. Uh, under sitting at minus one ten, you know, it's pretty decent value for what you're yeah, they're
0: Not even that. Both teams to score no plus one twenty, uh, pretty solid number. Usually a coin flip.
2: It's interesting that the both teams to score yes is minus one fifty five, um, but the under the over under are almost right. the same minus one fifteen to minus one ten. It's almost like they're looking at. 2-1, one, 1-1. One, one, one. One. It, 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 they're, they're feeling it's either going to be 1-1 one, one or a really tight 2-1 based on yeah. the, those numbers that I see.
1: Yeah, I think if Chelsea are going to get a result out of this, they're going to have to be conservative. You know, they're not – if it's if this is a goal-scoring you know, extravaganza, Chelsea are screwed. So I think Tuchel is smart enough to realize that. He knows what his strengths are, and, and he's probably going to set up accordingly. So the question will be, can Tottenham break down Chelsea's setup and get an early goal and open up the game? Otherwise, you could see a kg, you know, one oh one one game, you know, easily in, in this this match, especially against two rivals
0: in, in London, no doubt. So there you have it, guys. And uh, before we get to our picks for this weekend, we interviewed special guest, friend of the podcast, Charles Michelle. He is ROI Capper One on Twitter. Uh, you'll be able to listen to that interview next week. But he was kind enough to share some of his locks for this weekend slate. So we're going to start with Charles and his picks. As a preview of what to come on Monday's episode, we are here with special guest Charles Michel, aka Roy Capper One on Twitter. Charles been capping for 22 years, and he has generously agreed to share his picks for this weekend slate to all of our listeners. Guys, you don't know how lucky you are, so let's go right to him. Charles, what are you seeing when you look at the board this weekend?
3: Now, I'm going to start out. Now, I'm going to say my uh, top place for each match, but um, I'm going to start out with some other uh, options that I'm showing and I'll start on the EPL. Um, this is going to be the Brighton Newcastle match. Um, I definitely see at least one first half goal, but they had that 0.75 going off at minus 145 ish. So you can wait just to. A couple of minutes to shave that down to the 0.75 lower juice or 0.5 um, as a live play because I definitely see a uh, first half goal and I would not be surprised if Newcastle scores that first half first half goal as well so you can also look at the Newcastle team total first half at plus money i also like newcastle to cover this match i mean it's not official yet but i definitely think that they're worth the uh, uh the quarter line head start as well so i definitely like them especially with brighton coming off that that momentum that big win winning the first time at man u in i don't know 30 40 years so um they're definitely going to get a lot of love so and this newcastle team is good yeah they are they're good they yeah, they dominated uh, Nottingham. I mean, they've been, but in the first half, I don't know how they didn't score. They had like seven shots on target, but uh, they finally uh, broke through in the second half. But they're a good team, so I would not be surprised to see a zero one going into the half on that particular match. So I'll wait just a couple of minutes to get that first half live, either the 0.75 or the 0.5 first half live. And then I'm going to sprinkle a little bit on um, Newcastle to score team total um, first half goal as well. Um, next I like Wolves and Fulham. Um Fulham, uh, they're scrappy, so uh, I definitely Scott see them it. that's another yeah, I I like that Fulham team. I loved them in the championship, um, but I think this is the same scenario. It looks identical. The 0.75 is going off around minus 145, minus 146. I'm going to wait just a couple of minutes and get either the over 0.75 or 0.5 first half live. Then I'm going to sprinkle a little bit on Fulham to score a first half goal. I would not be surprised to see a 0-1 going into the half as well and um, for them to cover this match getting that uh, – that quarter of a goal head start. So, uh, definitely like a, a first half goal in both of those matches uh, and the visitors to score the goal as well. Um, so, those are those um, first two as well. Uh, then, another dog I, I'm really liking is Leeds. Uh, I think uh, Leeds, same scenario. The first half, I think Leeds scores the first half goal. I think you can wait because it's over one minus 30, 135 minus 140 now. I think you can definitely wait that out. It's these two teams that generally do not score fast. So uh, you can generally get the – you can get the over one, over 0.75 or 0.5 first half loud. But I definitely think Leeds – um, is in the situation where they could score a first half goal as well. So you could look at their first half team total. These are all nice plus money as well. Um, and I also like them to cover that match. That's another team I like getting the uh, uh, the quarter of a goal head start. So um, now another one I was looking at. I and I don't know if I'm as uh, sold on Brentford possibly scoring a first half goal. I could see them covering the first half, maybe 0-0, zero, zero, but I, What I'm seeing, it looks like they may score a first-half goal. So I definitely think that uh, this also falls in that same live play category, getting the um, – waiting, getting the 0.75, 0.5, and then Brentford possibly uh, scoring a uh, first-half goal. Um, I'd like the both teams to score, and I could definitely see uh, the over 2.5, 2.75 going over as well. Um, Arsenal um, and Leicester, they're – It's a crazy matchup because it stayed under like seven, eight straight times. Leicester didn't – it was 2-0 both times last season. Arsenal won both times. And Leicester – if Leicester can score, I think the match goes under. But it could be the same as the Real Madrid today. It could be the 2-0. Arsenal scores in the first half, the 1-0 at the halftime, and adds another in the second half and wins 2-0. But if Leicester scores, I definitely would like – They over 2.75, but it's another match that I'm going to actually monitor uh, that particular match. But um, as far as um, now Sunday, I think West Ham possibly I cannot see them not bouncing back. I don't think it'll be high scoring. I think it definitely could be a a nil-1, nil-2 type of match, but I think they have uh, too much class for that Nottingham side. So I could definitely see West Ham uh, bouncing back and and getting the victory on the road um, from that, um, that loss in week one. Also, Tottenham, Chelsea, Tottenham, I don't know if you followed this, but uh, Stanford Bridge is a house of horrors for them. <laughs> they've won once in the last 37 matches in all competitions. Uh, and I think they've drawn like, um, was it 12 times maybe? Uh, so they, no matter who the manager is, no matter who's playing, they just cannot beat Chelsea at home. So, but I think, I think we could see a draw though. I think 1 1 with might. Would be fitting for that type of match. I could definitely see a, a one-one type of match, and both teams to score coming in in that that particular match as well. So, um, but I will never back Tottenham to win at Stamford Bridge ever. I've been burnt on it too many times. So. Um,
1: I'm glad we got you to admit to uh, to emotionally betting there, Charles. I, I thought we were going to get the whole that, interview yeah. done, and now we yeah. finally got one admission where you admit yeah. that you've been burnt by a team, and no matter what the numbers say, you're not going back to that well. So I'm glad we got yeah. that on record. One in
3: thirty-seven <laughs> speaks for yeah. itself.
0: Hey, anyway, yeah. it's like me betting on Tyler Gaff when he's the jockey. All right, now I'm feeling good.
3: <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, but my main match, and this is one I. I, I absolutely love it's the Man City Bournemouth. Uh, I think Man City coming off of that uh, professional two to none two nil victory over West Ham, uh, where they basically held West Ham to one shot on target and killed my both teams to score. Um, so that one was a, a a real bummer. I thought it had a one two type of feel, uh, maybe a one to three type of feel, but I know they got the job done and they uh, nil two. So now Pep's men they they welcome the Cherries of Bournemouth. Um, to the Etihad, which uh, will be Holland's first time in front of the home crowd. Plus, it'll be the first match uh, for the Citizen Faithful to see the um, Man City since they won the title as well. Uh, so it, it should be an uh, inspired crowd for the home side. Plus, Man City, they've definitely owned the Cherries over the years. They're um, 11-0 in their last 11 meetings in all competitions. They've averaged 3.2 goals, which – I know that they've yo-yoed up back run as well. Um, plus there's been at least three goals scored in nine of the 11 meetings and over 3.5 is cast in six of the 11 and over 3.5 is cast in four of the six meetings when they played at the Etihad as well. Um, plus Man City, um, they've averaged about 17 shots per match over that stretch. I definitely see them um Producing even more, um, especially since Pep has finally got uh, a dedicated number nine. So, mm-hmm. this offense should only get better. I mean, it should only get better um, instead of all this false nine business. He finally has someone that product. Um, Foreman, you know, they make the trip north, uh, they come off that 2 0 big. No, was on No way that Bourne could win, but um Aston Villa let a lot of people down on that day as well. The South Coast side there, you know, um, they get inspired by that crowd. It's right on day. So I love fading Bournemouth on the road. Uh, um, It's just overmatched. They don't have the squad um, to handle this man's city as well. Uh, So uh, my official plays in this match, Um, I'm going to go with the over 1.5 first half. It's, Has the feel of the two nil all day, maybe a three nil. Uh, Then I'm going to go with the uh, over 3.25 full time. And then the Man City, I'm going to wait and get it live. Team total over 2.5 live. It's minus 190 right now, uh, but you can wait. Uh, just a couple of minutes, and that's going to drop quick to a, a number. If you don't get it, you don't get it. But that's what I'm going to shoot for is a team total over 2.5 uh, for Man City a, as well because I definitely see a 2-0, 3-0 type of first half, 4-0, 5-0 type of final yep. score. You can also look at the both teams' to score, no, and over 2.5. Uh, the only way you're going to get any value on Holland is maybe him to score first at plus 185 or him to score twice because um, he's minus 290 right now, or you wait live and, and take a swing on him. But that's really only value you're going to get on um, Holland to score. So I definitely think Man City blows the doors off of Bournemouth. They generally do. Uh, so i definitely going to um, go ahead and uh, back the Citizens uh, to cover the um, – get at least two first-half goals, get at least four in the match, and then the score at least three on their own.
1: Yeah, an offensive explosion. I love it. I'm on the same page with you on that one as well, Charles. Um, so hopefully we can get some winners there. Um, they don't
0: have Sterling anymore, Scott, to blow no, those open can't. nets. Like you
1: did. Cost
3: <laughs> right. me some overs. <laughs> sure has. He did everyone.
1: <laughs> All right. Uh, and so you mentioned you also got some winners from Serie A, Charles. Uh, why don't you give us what you think are, are some of the best bets in, in Serie A for their opening weekend?
3: Um. Definitely on the uh, Syria. I was um I was kind of torn on this AC Milan uh, Udinese match. I could definitely see both teams scoring. I could definitely see a two one type of match. Um, the over two point five or two point seven five is in play. Um, I think that um you know AC Milan will they'll serenade them the home crowd for winning the title. So it could be a good spot. For a letdown uh as well so i could definitely see a two to one type of match there i already mentioned i think sampdoria is a nice dog spot um and i think this is probably going to be a lower scoring match i think it could definitely see a one one um i'm i keep coming up with a one one type of match so getting the head start with sampdoria i think is a great value especially at home um this monza team um uh, mm-hmm. i think this um this could have both teams to score written all over it, and you can even wait to see if we can get Monza team total over 0.5 live. Um, I definitely think that this um, – it, it really has the feel of a uh, of both teams to score in that Monza match. Love Lazio on Sunday. Um, really love them to uh, to get the victory as well. I think that um, over 2.75. I definitely think they could get three goals on their own. Mm-hmm. Uh, um Immobile, you could definitely look at him as an anytime goal scorer. You could look at Lazio to score in both halves. You could look at the Lazio team total uh, live because it's minus 155 for 1.5. right Now you wait just a couple of minutes, and that's going to reduce significantly. I definitely see them scoring uh, at least two goals as well. But uh, any match uh, that Bologna um, is involved in, They produce a lot of corners, too. So I definitely think we can see corners. This Bologna is a sneaky corner team, too. So I definitely think corners um, are in play when it comes to this Lazio match. Um, Love the Roma. Roma is another corner team as well. It it feels like them to score. It feels like a nil-one at halftime, two-nil type of match. It feels like two-nil all day for that, uh, that Roma match. Empoli, Spezia, draw special. Um, looks like the both teams to score all day on that one. I think that one has the 1-1, um, 2-2 one, one, two, two type of feel. Um, but um, already mentioned who my, uh, uh, my favorite team was going into the, the new season. I definitely like this Inter Milan side and Zaghi's men, um, you know, another year in this, under the uh, his 3-5-2. So you bring back Lukaku, um, teamed up with Martinez at top. Gosens is back healthy. Him and Dumfries down the wings, uh, providing service into the box. Morella's the engine that runs everything. You got Brozovich doing the dirty work. You have the Turk on free kicks um, in corners. Uh, Then we may even see Onana in goal. Uh, We may even see him come in in goal as well. So I really like this center side uh, in this particular matchup with Leche. Uh, Leche is a classic yo-yo team. Uh, come up, go down, come up, go down as well. So I don't expect much from them. Plus enters 7-0 and 3 against them all time. And um, they've averaged 10.5 also coming in, enter last season, which they're under the same system. They only have another year under their belt. So they averaged 10.5 corners on the road last season, and they averaged 6.5 corners per match. So – I didn't see what the corners to, for the team was yet. I was still waiting on that to come out. But if I see a 5.5, 5, I'll jump on at a 5. Uh, I know it's not going to be a 4.5. I'm thinking 5.5 5 or 5. But I'm definitely going to jump on uh, the inner corners because, um, you know, they're going to have 60, 65% of the ball as well. So they'll create plenty of chances. But, you know, Leche's going to put everyone behind the ball. They're going to make things as hard as possible. Uh, so they're going to be stubborn. So it may take inner a while. Uh, to break them down. So uh, in the meantime, they'll create plenty of corners as well. So this is one other one I can see. Uh, I love the score. Both, um, enter to score in both halves. I think it's going off around minus 105. Love that play. Definitely see a nil one, nil two by half time And then a, uh, they add another one in the second half. So, love the both um, for enter to score in both halves. Uh, and then I also love uh, inner corners over 5.55. Or um, if your line offers or your book offers live, you can try to manipulate it down to 4.5 or lower. And the enter team total over 1.5 live. Um, I don't think you'll have to wait long to get that as well, because I think at worst you'll see nil too. Um, plus, Lukaku was minus 120 anytime goal score, you know. If he gets out in the corner, he's lethal. Just as long as he don't have to handle the ball too much at his feet and he falls over himself. Uh, and Martinez is minus one oh five. So uh, those are some nice anytime goal scores because they'll, you know, they'll get the uh, bulk of the opportunities on the service into the box. So um, definitely live enter um, nil two nil three type of feel um, scoring both halves. Team corners over five point five five. So um, let me interrupt you right around. there, Charles.
0: What I'm seeing is uh, the line is actually six and a half for that team total of corners. So six and a half plus it, 105. Yep,
3: it is the plus 105. So that means uh, other books it'll probably be 5.5 minus 125 120. minus one. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, you can go for the six. I can see them. Um, I think I think six seven. Eight would be fair. I'd, I'd looked at the Man City corners, but they're eight point five, uh, so I backed away from that. And then, then the total corners for them is ten point five. But um, yeah, if you can, uh, yeah, do you roll the six point five? It's
0: uh, nine point five total right now
3: for that game. Yep. Yes. Yep, nine point, but I just don't know if Leche will produce any corners. So I right. am just counting on my uh, internet to get all the corners for you. So um I can see them getting seven. I'll think I'm gonna wait and try to get to five point five. I'll pay for it because I think that worst they'll get six at worst. I, I cannot see them. I don't see this as a blowout. If it was a if I thought it was a blowout, I might back away because you don't see as many corners in a blowout. But I think leche is gonna be stubborn to start out with and it's gonna um produce plenty of corners um seven uh six seven i think is, is a fair number
1: well charles if i think you mentioned may have like one or two picks for bonus around the around europe uh if you want to drop those
3: you can go ahead and do that now and then uh, we'll we'll wrap this up i'm gonna go to the bundesliga i'm gonna go uh, bayern munich wolfsburg on sunday uh it should definitely be a shootout uh, it definitely is when these two teams meet Uh, there's all these fireworks um plus this season kobach comes returns to bavarian country uh you know where he managed um from in 18 and 19 before he got the boot which i never understood that higher he basically beat iron in that dfb pokal final uh, with frankfurt and they gave him the job after that as well but now um he'll get his opportunity to come back uh, with this Wolfsburg side and get him a little revenge, which you know will have the uh, troops motivated as well. Um, but Wolfsburg has traditionally struggled against this Byron side. Um, they failed to win in their last 17 matches in all competitions. Um, not They haven't won – I remember this match De Bruyne was there With Wolfsburg Before he went to Man City They won 4-1 That was in 2015 That's the last time They beat Bayern They've had some draws They've had some leads But Bayern always comes back As well But uh, yeah They have not Defeated them 17 in all competitions But You know Well Wolfsburg, you know they're scrappy. Um, and they're able, They've always been able to break down uh, Bayern, regardless of uh, if they won or lost. They've always at least been able to score. And ten of the last eleven meetings in all competitions, we've seen at least three goals or more. Eight of the last eleven with four or more um, over that span as well. Um, and Nagelsmann, he definitely seems to have uh, truly implemented his system, um, which you know he caught the. Uh, boy, genius moniker after being with Hoffenheim as well. Um, So he's back to that because instead of having the whole offense revolve around Lewandowski, uh, now it's more spread out. Uh, it's everyone coming at you. Uh, it's uh, a more dangerous attack for defenders. You know, Mane seems to fit in uh, a natural fit. Sane finally looks healthy after getting hurt with Man City two or three years ago. He finally looks healthy. Uh, Musella, he looks like the real deal as well. Uh, then you have Mueller pulling the strings so um definitely i think this uh Bayern scene could set records again and that's saying a lot because um they have all the records in the league so i'm definitely uh ex- expecting um Um, Big things from this Bayern team as well. And this match, I think it's going to be high tempo from the start. Both teams wanting to be on the the front foot. So I anticipate goals early and often um, from both sides. So this is another one. Uh, We see it all the time in Bayern matches, the over 1.5 or 1.75 first half. Uh, the over four, the four might look like a big number, but I think it worse. it gets to four. You can also look at the 3.75, 3.5, or 3.25 live. Um, also like that both teams are scoring over 2.5. And then you can look at the Bayern team total over 2.5 live. Um, also, um, if you're looking for any time goal scores, of course you want to look at Mane, Sané, um, Musella. Um, you want to look at Mueller always for assist. Um, but for Wolfsburg, you're getting some great numbers. You can get it uh, Max Cruza or Wind or some good um, good plus money for any time goal score for the Wolves as well.
1: Love it. All right. Well, Charles, I think uh, I think you've given us plenty of picks for us to make money on this week. So we'll save some some juice from you. Hopefully, maybe a, a little bit down the road in the season. We'll be following you on Twitter. Uh, at ROI capper one, uh, appreciate you spending some time with us. And, uh, now we'll close out the episode as we always do with the, uh, the, the hat trick of picks from, from us, from the guys at kicks and pick podcast. All right. So those are Charles picks. Um, we're going to kick off our usual hat trick of picks. We're going to uh, try our, to keep up. We're going to try and, you know, Charles can make us a ton of money. So these are all just the cherry on top. Um, I'll start off, uh, I'll go through my picks. Did not have a great start to the to the season. Got, you know, bagged by a few late-minute lineup changes. So lessons learned, uh, we move on. Um, I'm going to kick off uh, my hat-trick of picks. I'm starting with Brentford, draw no bet versus Manchester United. It's plus 165. This is the home opener for Brentford. Um, Usually there's a little bit of juice in the crowd on the home openers that I'd like to try to take advantage of. Um, They looked pretty good on the road against Leicester. I think they were down 2-0 and they managed to fight back to get a 2-2 draw. So they've definitely got fight. They've got the ability to score. I I like Ivan Tony up top. I think he's one of those uh, underrated Premier League strikers that probably doesn't get enough shine. Um, Meanwhile, on the other side, United... We talked about it, my dud of the week last week. They're still in kind of a a dumpster fire mode. Um, They haven't added anybody to kind of shore up their midfield even this week. So you're going to assume they're going to have the same options this week as they had last week. Maybe Ronaldo starts, but even that I think is unlikely. So uh, to me, there's a lot of value here with a Brentford draw, no bet. You know, if they pull out the win, you get a plus 165. Even if they get a result, you know, you're getting your money back. Um, My next pick. I'm going to go into the prop bucket here. Didn't do so well with the with, uh, totals, so we'll do a little change of strategy. I'm going with Kevin De Bruyne. One plus assist, it's minus 110. Manchester City is hosting Burnmouth after a dominating win against West Ham to open that season. I think there's going to be Goals a plenty in this match. Um, you know, if you want to take the over on this by all means, but I think if you want to get any good value, it's looking at like over three and a half. So uh in this one, looking at the props, De Bruyne basically sitting even money. And I, I'm
0: sorry, know. I think over three and a half is still uh it's not even plus money. It's, it's not like, even plus money right now. Even, yeah, last I saw it wasn't ridiculous.
1: So screw that. Go with some of the props. Uh, if you think that Manchester City are going to score three-plus goals and De Bruyne is not going to be pulling the strings for one of them, I think that's a pretty crazy uh, uh, guess. Um, we already know he's got a strong rapport with Holland, uh, so I think there will be plenty of opportunities for him to cross the ball to the box, feed him through on on through balls. Uh, I like the idea that De Bruyne is going to be involved in
2: most of the goals in this match, so one assist should be no problem.
0: So i uh, yeah, the the,
2: the over three-and-a-half, just so to, to update, it, is minus 105. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah,
0: Terrible terrible (laughs) odds, but dude i like this bet this is something i never even considered and i think this is this is spot on for this match
1: yeah he may not score but they've got plenty of goal scoring threats and you know he's the usually guy behind the scenes uh getting that distribution in and and creating those chances uh rounding up my hat trick of picks i have one last prop for you it's a prop that i like to do a lot but we don't really see it uh this early in the week Um, i was happy to see available for the everton game uh Anthony Gordon, one plus shot on target, minus 110, again, almost even money. Anthony Gordon, I called out in the last week's episode, I think he's going to be one of the guys, main guys for Everton in the absence of Richarlison. He played as Everton's nine, uh, it seemed, for most of the game against Chelsea last week. Um, And if we're being completely honest, Everton didn't look that bad against Chelsea. Um, I know we kind of say some of that might be Chelsea's fault, but um, given the fact that they're playing Aston Villa this week, Aston Villa may be without Tyrone Mings, who has been their, their leader in defense uh, because of a little bit of a falling out with manager, Steven Gerrard. I think there's opportunity there for Gordon to be in on goal many times with his pace. Um, so all it takes is one shot on target for the whole match and and you get a nice little even payout. Uh, so that'll be my, my third
2: uh, hat trick pick lock of the week.
0: Love that too. I'm, I'm I'm with you, man. I'm riding with you on those two. <laughs>
2: Nick, I'm going to let you go next because you have a couple that I really like, so that'll be a reference to my picks.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so we spoke about Tottenham uh, and Chelsea at length, right? I I saw this number. I I just kept seeing numbers, right? I I went down the progression. I saw Tottenham money line, loved it. Saw Tottenham draw no bet, loved it. Now I'm going to go with Tottenham double chance. That's minus 155. You guys are unfamiliar with double chance. Uh, It means two results actually get you a win on this wager, so... In this scenario, if Tottenham wins, it's a win. And if the game ends in a draw, it's a win. So that's where that double chance comes into play. So it's basically like taking Tottenham plus half a goal, if you want to look at it another way. But Tottenham win or draw, minus 155. Um, You know, Chelsea did come through for us last week, but they looked troubling on offense. Tottenham looking to build on that four-goal performance, as we said. And Harry Kane didn't even score last week. For um, as we said, probably coming off the bench, and I think he can help keep Chelsea's D busy. So uh, this was this was no doubter, man. I was screaming this to the guys, you know, two days ago.
1: Yeah, love it. I think it's uh it's essentially a taking Tottenham plus half a goal, right? It's the same thing. Yep. So it's an easy easy one to see where you can come through with a, with a, a good way to st- is the Tottenham game in the morning. I think that's a good way to start the bet or your, your, your bankroll off. And I think it's the, the late, the, the late Sunday game. Uh, well, that's yeah, never mind. all
0: week for that one. I man.
1: figured it would be the early morning game, the seven 31. usually I like to try to put that as a featured match. So, well, then that's a good way to end your weekend. If you need, if you're chasing a little bit of bankroll, then you can put, put a, a little extra juice on this uh, one. That's and, how
2: we, that's how we cover perfectly. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would have taken this myself if Nick hadn't taken it already. There you go. Appreciate you.
0: Um, My second lock is going to be Napoli on the money line. They are plus 110 at Hellas Verona. Coach Steve spoke about Hellas. They got drubbed by a third division team. Um, I think, you know, Simeone, Ilicic, they might be on their way out. They lost their coach, who um, I know we were a big fan of, you or Tudor. So I think actually this team's going to take a huge step back. They might be closer to relegation uh, than they were to Europe this past year. And I think, you know, this is a game that Napoli has to have if they want top four aspirations. I think, you know, no problem getting off to a winning start. The number is just way too good to pass up. And that's independent of them bringing in another striker uh, before this game.
2: Yeah. This was the pick I liked the best. I have a different variation of this pick in my picks, but I have to say uh, this is already down to plus one Oh five last. I just checked. So get it in. It's a Monday kickoff. So get it in early to lock in the best the best
0: yeah, number. Is, Got i mean kicks and picks moving the lines week after week
1: guys i get the sense that hellas verona is going to be our hashtag serie b team of the season is, is that potential the that we're going potential. Right no
0: doubt okay no doubt good chances anybody i'll warm the hashtag up I'll, I'll get it ready i appreciate you um and then my third one is uh we're gonna go we're gonna go a little bit into the prop bucket for this and i like Udinese. Uh, they're playing at milan team total over 0.5 goals and that is minus 120 so banking on them to score a goal and this is just straight up one of my love the underdog early on in the season type plays uh, I think Udinese's looked pretty solid in preseason they have a new coach Andreas Sotil you guys might remember him defender in Serie a for years um, and you know I think they kept some of their forwards who started to look good towards the end of last season when Udinese was scoring goal after goal so um, we're talking about success, uh, De La Feo, Beto, those guys all still on the team, should be rounding into form. And, you know, I think Milan wins this game. They're minus 300. I, last time I checked, it might even be worse than that now. But uh, we've certainly seen sluggish starts from them in the past. And um, that, you know, I don't just mean season. I mean, in games, they typically get off to slow starts. So Udinese scoring a goal does not seem like a stretch here. And this is a really good number um, for that half a goal. So minus 120. Udinese team
2: total. All right, yeah, so I'll start with my Napoli pick just because Nick already referenced the Napoli match. I I I love the Napoli money line, so I'm also going with Napoli team total over 1.5 at -110. Uh, you know, we just talked about Hellas giving up four goals to Bari, who's going to be playing in Serie B this year. Um they they gave up a solid number of key contributors including Casale, one of their defenders who went to Lazio. I wouldn't be surprised if they give up at least two to Napoli. I know Napoli is in trans- transition as well, but I think they have enough going forward up front with Osteeman and some other and they guys. They always to, start
0: the season hot, yeah, right?
2: To, yeah, that's like the Spalletti MO, right? Start hot and then kind of fade. So I think two goals as well within their reach and, and they should win this match. Um, and then my other picks, I, I didn't like a lot in Serie a because a lot of the favorites are big favorites. Tough board, yeah. Tough board to pick, money line. Um, there could be some value in Atalanta, just if you keep an eye on them, but they weren't so dependable last season. That's uh, so why I avoided it. So I went outside of Italy. I went outside of England too, because outside of the Spurs match, there wasn't a lot that I love value wise. Um, I did look at Leeds, but I didn't want to get caught up in their one win last week. Uh, draw no bet. I see Scotty laughing there. I'm not going to get caught up too much in the, the American hype with Aronson and Adams and Jesse Marsh just yet. So I went to France with one of my bets uh, Marseille money line minus 110 Stade Brest. Um, Marseille's coming off a 4 1 win to open the league under Igor Tudor, the aforementioned yeah. Tudor who left Verona. They're kind of a, a miscast of uh, Roma rejects on that team. There's about four guys who used to play for Roma. and a lot um, of guys from Italy. Yep. Other guys that played in Serie A. So, pretty decent roster. Suarez had a, a brace off the bench in his debut for them, uh, signed on a free. So, I think they should win. Breasts coming off a 3 2 loss at Lens. Only goals that they scored were an own goal and a penalty. So, they didn't really produce much on their own.
0: That's an awesome number you got minus yeah. one ten.
2: And then uh, Atletico Madrid, another I don't bet La Liga too much. It's also the first week of the season there, so it's you know n- not much to go off of. But minus one fifteen at Hetafe, Hetafe uh, was fifteenth last season, and Atleti won both head-to-head matchups. And uh, Atletico is coming off a very strong performance, four that win over Juve to close the preseason. So I w- I would not be surprised if they win on the road. I'd be shocked if they didn't actually i mean is
0: uve any better than H- hitafe or we're not done level? hey here? i
2: don't i don't know
1: <laughs> i don't know I I think, do,
2: i'm just trusting atletico
1: i think we have to retire the coach xg moniker and can call him coach worldwide because we got no, picks from all it. over all over europe this week
2: yeah you know i i found that last season sometimes that you get so wrapped up in Serie A and premier league and you try to force a couple picks because that's what you know best and then sometimes it's just like look stupid like marseille's minus 110 like you're not gonna yeah. get much better value like i looked no at dortmund for example's plus 110 this weekend but uh i forget i think they're playing mines, but they they lost on the road the last two years there so i don't want to touch it but there's uh, there's other value we found i think sevilla had a pretty good number on the road they just don't score a lot so i, I think i'll have to go yeah. just a, a safer bet
0: no and, and something we talked about last year too i mean obviously we went through it episode after episode week after week uh those you know our leagues were Fucking tough last year they yep. just were there wasn't a lot of consistency there weren't a lot of good numbers um to be had so i think we roughed it out and did about as good as we could but you know doing what you're doing here those are those are two great numbers that you got
2: so um, like i'd love to go and pick roma first week right and on the road they're minus two something how are you gonna bet minus two something on the road you never know so no chance. and like i said i i did pretty well in the, the bundes league last week and that's not a league i watch too often so
0: that's it man goals for
2: days in that league yeah. So it's, it's like the Except MLS. for the Dortmund match, which I picked you over and there was one goal in the match. <laughs> I think that it was, one was tough. tough.
0: It was like nine out of 10, right? We're it over. was like
2: nine out of 10. and That was like the only one. And that <laughs> yeah, was the that one. over. Right one. Yeah.
0: All right. So let's wrap it up then with our podcast lock of the week. Scotty, let the listeners know how we're going to get the two and up.
1: Well, yeah, I think we got to rename it as the undefeated podcast lock of the week. Let's Fact. just make sure that's clear. Um, we're going back to the well. It's a popular pick for the podlock of the week. We did a lot of uh had a lot of success with this pick last season. Uh, so we're gonna bring it back this season. It's gonna be the Newcastle draw no bet plus one ten versus Brighton. Newcastle took care of business to open the season against uh um Nottingham Forest, 2-0 victory there. Uh, I think everyone's pretty high on Brighton right now because they were able to dismantle Manchester United. Um we aren't very high on manchester united in this podcast so we think that might be a little bit of an overvalued victory nonetheless getting newcastle who is probably going to be a top 5 team at the very least in the league this season uh, at plus 110 draw no bet uh, it's a lot of a lot of juice for uh, against a side that i think probably finishes in the bottom half of the table
0: no doubt about it you heard so it here first guys
1: we'll get to 2 and 0 and then we'll look and see what we need to get for 3 and 0 next week
0: Love it. Well, I think that wraps up an amazing episode. Appreciate you guys. Happy that we're all back. A special shout out again to our guest, Charles Michelle at Capper one on Twitter. Thank you guys so much. Be sure to like, share, subscribe, rate, tweet, pin, Facebook, whatever you do with it. If you enjoyed it, let other people know. Thank you guys so much.